0: Hey, welcome to The Warrior and the Wolf, the show where you can show up authentically, be safe, be seen, and have somebody that's going to come alongside you and help you fight for what you want. Let's get after it.
1: Hey. What's going on, everybody? It is uh, the Warrior and the Wolf podcast, and we are back with episode 25. And we're really excited about today because we are pretty <laughs> confident that we are going to be on opposite sides of the fence with this particular topic. But let's we'll start with our intros. I'm Mark. I'm the Wolf. I'm Aaron. I'm the Warrior. And uh, yeah, I want to hop right into this, buddy, because you right. presented in and, and all I can think of is Alice Cooper, right? No more Mr. Nice Guy. Yep. So I I think about that and you you presented it to me and you're like, Hey, I have this idea that uh, in in order for us to be effective, I'm guessing you mean from a faith-based standpoint, I'm interested to hear what you have to say, but maybe we've been soft to a point and being nice isn't going to get us the results that we're looking for. So Mm -hmm. tell me, Tell me if there was an occurrence. Tell me if there was there a situation that happened that you were like, I've got to talk about this. This is a great episode and I want to talk with Margaret. What happened that (laughs) brought this to your mind?
0: So I heard a a quote and I'm going to read it real quick. But it says, by trying to please everyone, nice guys often end up pleasing no one, including themselves. And we... (laughs) Okay. And we talk about that all the time, right? We t- we've talked yeah. about I'm trying to be every- everything to everybody. I'm trying to be I want to be, you know, the nice guy. And yeah, I so I prefaced it with like you know, I t- I t- my you know, my faith is super important to me, you know, my mm-hmm. relationship with God, my relationship with Jesus is very very important to me. But I've also seen the church just emasculate so many men.
1: Yeah. Um so 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 my judgment
0: yeah. Is this the first of our first of our disagreements?
1: No, no. My, when you say the church, I believe that the culture that the church can provide is not always the safest or best. Yeah, I know, I know. And we've talked about it before because, from a comparison standpoint, oh man, well, you know, the Joneses are freaking awesome, and blah, blah, I got to be more like that. Uh-huh. What? Right, And you know my story, dude. My biggest thing is I want to make people happy. I want you to like me, so I'm going to do whatever that takes. And as I get there, I so resonate with what you said. In trying to make everybody happy, I left my happiness on the back burner. And then I realized I can't pour into humans. And so I believe that, yes, the Capital C Church does create a culture, uh, oftentimes, That says, Hey, you have to, and we've talked about my mom and my story with that and how you have to act a certain way. You have to say certain things. You have to look Uh a certain way. You have to give this appearance, right? Of this is what's going on in your world in order for you to be sufficient in order for you to be enough. And I'm like, ah, there it is. Like think, think about the billions of people on the planet, Aaron, right? billions literally yep. billions of humans on the planet and i know hundreds of them right i don't even know millions of them i know hundreds of them and you know as well as i do because you know some of the same hundreds of humans that i do they don't like me there there was a time when that would be debilitating to me oh yeah right i totally resonate with that and, and now it's just like huh
0: okay right <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I and I, I completely resonate with that. I mean, and, my lord, I was, you know, I've been coaching my son's third and fourth grade football team. I took on taking another team of kids that I was coached the year before, and they graded up, and they didn't have a, they didn't have a coach. So I took on a fifth and sixth grade flag football team, and I realized, oh, yeah, I realized I would leave. If, especially if we lost, or we lost in a like embarrassing fashion, or whatever, I would find myself driving home not thinking about what I could do better as a coach, blah, blah, blah. I would think about like, what are those parents talking about me on the way home from the field? More than likely, I would say 99% of the time, probably not even a thought about me. But I would get so obsessed with like, well, they're not going to like me or they're going to pull their kid off the team or they're going to be. So that whole, I really resonate with that trying to please everyone because I'm trying to like, especially when you're coaching kids, Trying to please every parent, you end up pleasing pretty much nobody, including myself
1: as the coach. And what? And so one of the things that started to shift my mindset in that space, it is exactly what you said. Oh, what are the parents thinking of me, yada, yada, yada. They're not thinking about anything, man. They're on to the next freaking event. They're on to the next kids, whatever it is, or they're going home to prepare dinner, or they're going home to work on homework, or they're going – I mean, think about that. Yeah, like that's for 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 me. One of the things that started to happen was, why on earth is this about you? Well,
0: you know, I I think I think it goes back to probably our last episode. Like, I'm necessarily not showing up the way I want to show up, and I think other people are talking about it. I'm not showing up the way they way I want me to show up. But that's not even. I mean, honestly, like the fact, like if people actually thought about me as much as I think they're thinking about me. <laughs> that would be the only thing they were thinking about. And I'm not that important. And that's not negative self-talk. I'm just really not that important in their life. I'm just not.
1: I think you're delightful.
0: Well, I mean, I think you're delightful too, and I'm a great person. <laughs> but I'm not like the flag football coach that is with their kids for literally two hours a week practicing mm-hmm. in a game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not that important in the grand scheme of things, of their life, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Right. Now I'm okay with it. I struggle with the the failure and stuff like that. But part of that no more Mr. No More Mr. Nice guy is not trying to be an a-hole about things, but realizing you know, we talked about last episode, like how did I want to show up as a coach and did I accomplish mm-hmm. those goals? And that's gotta be it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, so fortunately for me, right, in my line of work, there are two hundred and forty-one humans in that office, right? And as a leader I want to make sure that I'm serving all 241 of those humans to the best of my ability. Is it even remotely reasonable to think that I'm going to have the impact on all 241 of those humans that I want to have? No. But if I show up authentically to the best of my ability... Hey, I don't know that my leadership style, because I go to the disc profile all the time, right? I love the disc profile or the Enneagram. It depends on what you want to do. But I believe that knowing that stuff, I have learned that how I show up is not how my team is most effective, right? So whose responsibility is it to shift? It's mine. But 241 people, not going to hit them all. Let me, let me get you to somebody who can meet you where you want to be. So I, I love that you, you named it No More Mr. Nice Guy, because for me, this ties back to who's at your table. Uh-huh. And, and what I mean by that is you are going to have an exponentially more profound impact on people who line up with your leadership style and your story than I could possibly Right. And I believe that the first step with No More Mr. Nice Guy is Are you a nice guy? That's that self reflection piece, man. That's like, <laughs> I need to make sure that I'm showing up authentically. And if I'm not, like, I can tell almost immediately when I'm too much or I'm just not the right person for a specific circumstance. That's what's awesome about having the humans at our table. Right. I don't know that I'm the one for you in this space, but I've got somebody.
0: Yeah. You know, for me and the reason, and I think I like the title because I believe it sparks a conversation, Hmm. Um, obviously, but saying, no, okay, no more Mr. Nice guy. And especially for me, like in the Christian world, like no more. Cause when I, I think a lot of times this is judgment of people think, but like, I'm talking about like the kind of weak, passive, Ned Flanders
1: <laughs>
0: right? ho neighbor right, but like the guy like the Christian guy who just gets walked over all the time, the Christian guy who won't stand up because he takes like the turn of the other cheek too literally, or the being meek or the being soft spoken or or that kind of stuff, and I've just seen it too many times especially in the church and the the Christian faith of like men be like, well, that's not what Jesus would do. That's not what God would want. And they end up abdicating responsibility of taking care of their family and standing up for themselves or their family. So that's what, when I bring it up, that's what I talk about. Like, no, like you can be nice. You can be loving to your family. You can love your family, but you know, we talk about anger, right? And righteous anger and like being angry to step up and protect your family. Nobody thinks of a nice guy getting angry.
1: Jesus got him. Exactly. So for,
0: well, I think for, that
1: the, the the WWJD bracelets, that started to dumb down everything that we're talking about. Oh yeah. Like Jesus picked twelve humans to be his closest friends, knowing full well that one of them was gonna was going to absolutely betray him, another one was gonna deny him. He brought on murderers. He brought on all these, all of these people, and it's like, why do? Where, where did this thing come online that we have to be nice, and in order for us to be accepted at church, it's like, well, m- m- is the church really reflecting Jesus's mission and vision?
0: No, I it, think that a lot of churches are reflecting how they want people to make people feel comfortable and make people feel, for the most part, and we could do a whole. Series of episodes on on that, so don't. I'm just saying all for the most
1: sub episodes that come along with this. One.
0: Oh my gosh! But, but <laughs> what I'm saying, especially for like for the men's, like don't be angry. We talk about it all the time. Don't be angry. Don't be sad. Don't be frustrated. Don't be any of this other stuff. Just be like you know good Christian guy. Like bless you, brother, and let people walk all over you because we're supposed to turn the other cheek, and in you know, we've heard the quote. We talk about it on our on our weekends and stuff like that. It's like nice men don't change the world. And I've adopted that into my life. I've said nice men don't really get shit done.
1: Well, and obviously, from you know, from a heart standpoint, I believe that kindness always wins, right? But
0: so I don't want to misunderstand that kindness right. versus being nice. Yeah. In this aspect, I'm saying nice as being passive.
1: And when you say passive, the first thing that comes to my mind, Aaron, is this. I'm not going to give you a pass. Yeah. If you don't show up the way that you've expressed to me that you want to show up, (laughs) accountability, man, I have, I'm going to beat that drum. I'm just going to beat that drum. Accountability is such a big deal. And the reason that it doesn't seem nice is, is it fun for me to tell you you're wrong? No, it's zero fun. Or if I say, hey, Um, is that how you wanted to show up? Did you know, did you handle that quite the way that you wanted to? Is this who you want to be? Because what immediately self-reflection. For for those of you listening right now or watching or, or whatever platform you're consuming this on, make no mistake. What we are doing is not easy. It requires an inordinate amount of work on a daily basis on myself. Yep. But that's because that's the man I want to be. I know I was called to more than what I am right now, and I'm gonna chase like hell to get where I know I'm supposed to be.
0: Exactly. So, but nice, but nice guys don't do that, really. And I say again, I say nice. There's a difference yeah. between being loving and being kind. There's a huge difference. Yeah. So please understand that. Because if you weren't that guy, you just we, we walk through life, and it's like, okay, well, I want you to like me, and I want you to like me, and I don't want you to be mad at me, and I want you to you know, want to be around me. And then that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yes, this work is hard. Accountability is hard. Like self-reflection is really hard, but it's, it's, I speak for myself. It is so worth it.
1: So, So I'm actually at a space where I can speak for me and at least Jen yeah. because Jen's brought it up. She's like, "Dude, you're a dramatically different human than you mm-hmm. were 5 years ago." Oh, yeah, I've got that too. Like, What's interesting great. is we have
0: a we have an episode coming up with a uh, a buddy of mine who just went through a weekend. So he's a couple months off. And he wants to talk <laughs> about his stuff, which is I don't know if he knows what he's in for. Um but as
1: the saying goes, he
0: gonna learn today. He gonna find out.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, but, uh, dude, I, was- I, li- I like the premise. I like where you're going, and, and and I guess by me showing up authentically and chasing the human, I know that I've been called to be. I am changing the world now. Granted, it's just my little corner of it, but I'm changing. Like you and I have talked about it before, it stops with me. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't have this work. My grandfather didn't have this work. My uncles didn't have this work. Well, I do. So I want to be the kind of man that shows up, right? Hey, you're given this tool to be better and affect change in your legacy. What kind of human am I if I don't take advantage of that? That's certainly not the human I want to be. So sometimes, yeah, there's a hard line in the sand. And other times, it's like, yeah. I mean, it, it always interests me because your your story's super, super tough. I've had more humans connect with me over your story, right? Yeah. But nice guys don't share shit like that. No. Nice they, guys weren't sexually abused. Well, they bury it. They nice don't talk about it. Yeah. Nice guys didn't do that. What are, you, what are you talking about? How 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 does my story impact whether or not I'm nice to you? That's
0: insanity. Yeah. Exactly, and that and that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Like you talk about like fighting for the stuff that you want, fighting for how you want to show up. Again, nice guys don't do that. In my aspect, nice guys don't talk about the abuse. They don't talk about the dirty, nasty stuff. The painful stuff, the wanting to unalive yourself, that everything else that left. Like nice guys don't fight to be a better dad, to be a better husband, to be a better employer, employee. And again, people are going to hear this and say, "Well, you know, you got to be a nice dad." You got. I get it, and we. I don't want to keep. In the words, kind and loving versus nice, and in this aspect, nice. Yeah. I th- think think I think I think of passive nice is like I want to be nice to everybody. I don't want to rock the boat and I don't want to cause conflict. Well, I did that for, um, and I'm coming up on forty, right? And I've been, do- right? For I mean, if you can't tell from the beard and all oh, the gray, I wouldn't even
1: tell you how many trips around the sun I'm coming up. Right
0: on. I'm putting the silver in the <laughs> silver back, right?
1: Right. right. So so where I go. And I know that you're trying to delineate between nice and kind and everything else, but at some point the church got around to, you "No, know, well, we don't talk about sex. No, and we don't talk about pornography. And we don't talk about politics. And we don't talk about this. And we and there and and what has happened is it, it has created this giant disconnect on so many different levels because oh you don't agree with us? Well, you are wrong." What do you mean? I'm wrong? How 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 does that happen?
0: Yeah, it's because I do agree with you. It's interesting. I think people you'll get away from. Gosh, we got the, these pictures of Jesus. You know, like the the blonde hair, blue eyed, long hair, perfectly white robes. Jesus with the lamb and the like. And again, people. I think people don't realize like how like you talk about his. You talked about the, his twelve best friends. They were all like. Like Hebrew school dropouts, fishermen, beards like mine, like dirty, like they weren't nice guys,
1: right? Or what would be considered, or what be nice really considered nice guys at the time,
0: exactly. Yeah. They w- and it's it's interesting. Um, I've done some studies on this, but they talk about like in some of the original translations of the Bible, like even Paul and Jesus using what would be considered curse words at the time. So, like the word "scubalon" apparently is Greek for shit, which we use <laughs> in our house now so our kids don't know. So we're like, so scubalon, keep that, keep that. <clears throat>
1: I, I, always, I always bring up the, the time that my mom said, well, Marky, Marky, you shouldn't swear because peop, you, that's not a very good witness for people. And that's my mom's generation. That was how my mom grew up, right? Again, you have to be a certain way. You have to act a certain way. And it's like, I've actually connected really, really well. But that's the foundation. Imagine, well, Marky, you shouldn't swear. You certainly shouldn't bring up your story because that's, oh my goodness. Yep. But that's the connection, man. Like that's where, that's what people relate to. That's where people are like, oh my gosh, I can meet you there. That's going to have the impact. I do. No more Mr. Nice Guy. And I love where you're going because not being true to ourselves is why we are where we are. and We're clearly broken. We're clearly broken. Lord knows I am because I was fed a message for decades and decades and decades. And finding out that that's not really who I am is a big deal.
0: So, you just reminded me of where I was when I lost my train of thought the other time about the silver. So, when you get there. So, I was saying, I didn't fight for myself for 30 years or 20 whatever years when stuff happened and everything was just swept under the rug. I was just nice about it. Yeah. I never fought for it. I never fought for what I wanted. I never wanted to stand up and and fight. So, that's, you know, I think that's where I was. I was nice about things, but then you just kind of alluded to. It. We we're talking about accountability and talking about like a connection. Like if, like in our – we talk about you know we talk about a few episodes like who's at your table and accountability and who has the authority. Like calling a, a man out that you care about, or you know, even well, I'll use man, but person, whoever you care about, calling them out for something they're out of integrity on or an integrity gap or whatever is not perceived as
1: nice. Right? A thousand percent agree. So, like so it that- blows my mind how many people don't want to be held accountable. Like even even in the coaching realm, right? It's like, well, okay, so uh, you told me what you wanted. You told me what your why is. Um, did you do all the all the things that you said you were going to do this week? No. Okay. What did you choose to do instead? Well, I, I I chose this. Then my judgment is you really don't want what you are telling me. I what what you want? Do do you want to reevaluate that? Like because I I think even in that space, people oftentimes have a tendency I, – I did it all the time. I st- I'm still guilty of it. I tell people what I think they want to hear.
0: Because that's what nice people do. Nice. Yeah. yeah exactly. Them. Exactly. That does, And this goes back to that, what I said. Nice men don't change the world.
1: So I want to <laughs> dig into a little bit of our work here and how we process things. When you say – so for 30 years I'm in this cycle. Yeah. How did that serve you?
0: It was it was a protection thing. Safe. I was safe because I didn't have to talk about I it, you know, I, yeah, it protected me. I didn't have to talk about it. I thought completely opposite of what I've learned of like talking about it and sharing it and opening up to people has right. completely taken the power away and given me the power over it for 20 something years. I f- thought that if I didn't talk about it, if I was just nice, if I just appeased everybody, if I was passive, then they would like me regardless of what happened. I didn't have to, t- you know, but the thing was always there. So the serving me always was a a protection. It kept me, I felt safe. I felt like, and it was in my shell. Like nobody, if I was just nice, then nobody would know that I was broken. If I was just funny, nobody would know that I was terrified or I was hurting
1: So let's put this out there for everybody who's watching and or listening. Uh, Here's a secret that you may not know, but we want to let you in on a secret. Everybody's broken. Yep. Everybody has a story. And and, and one thing that I love is I do believe that more and more, because I feel like there's a movement away from the generation before us, our parents' generation, where we are a little more open and we are willing to be a little more vulnerable to see what people have to say. Um, And the different viewpoints are allowed to come in where it's like, oh, you too, huh? Yep. Because I was like, well, I'm the only one that gets this angry, right? I'm the only one that went through this. I should suck it up. I should do this. Why, Why are you being nice? You are broken. You are yeah. flawed. And you are certainly not where you want to be. What do you want for yourself? Exactly.
0: You know, we have, and not to give too much of our work away, but we, this, you know, there's a process that we talk about, which we refer to as the cut and bless, right? We talk about... It's not then, one of
1: my favorite
0: parts of our weekend. It's not or it is? It is. I love it. I absolutely love it. I hated it the first time, but I absolutely love it because I've incorporated it into my life. And especially as you know, leading or coaching, like there's a way to in kindness point something out to somebody who you care about or have authority to speak into about something that is wrong or poisonous or toxic or whatever it might be in their life, but at the same time turn around in a loving way and, and bless them. And I'm not going to get into the Maybe it's something we do at some point, but I'm not going to get into it. But we equate it to one of the best analogies I heard somebody talk about when they were leading it was talking about like a surgeon with a scalpel. like, nobody wants to go under the knife. Nobody wants to be cut open and have something removed, but it's, it's the kindness of the surgeon who is prepared and who has trained to be able to cut that out and be able to sew it back up and heal you. Right.
1: So if you want the result that the surgery gives you, you have to go through it. You have to go through the pain. You have to know that there's a problem in order to fix it. But, Talk about has to the, be an acknowledgement.
0: To equate it to the nice guy thing, it's not very, it's not very nice to take a sharp object, cut somebody open, dig around in their insides, and try to pull something out, right? And I know I'm oversimplifying it, but that's, but that's not nice. People are like, you know what? Let's just let's just go for the church side, like, you know. And nice people are like, well, just pray for you, and we'll pray and pray for so and so and pray and, and. Don't get me wrong, I bu- I absolutely believe in the power of prayer. But I've been told, I've been told in my life, with my story and feeling depression and anxiety and dealing with all this stuff over my abuse, is like, well, you just don't have a strong enough relationship or a strong enough prayer life. Which, again, I could do an entire, we could do an entire episode on. But,
1: but wait, let's go back to stigma. You shouldn't be on medication because if you're on medication, something's wrong with you.
0: Yeah, you just you're not praying hard enough and. You just, you're just you just not trusting enough and stuff like that. But like a loving person or somebody who's loving but not necessarily a nice guy would be somebody like you and I call and be like, dude, I almost blew up my life and I made threats in front of my wife and kids and for somebody like you to sit there and say, don't ever do that shit again
1: mm-hmm.
0: and really hit me with hard truth and there were other men in our life that are at our table that did the same thing. So... And that that kindness and not being nice and just trying to tell me what I wanted to hear. I don't want to say saved my life, but probably improved and saved where my marriage was heading.
1: I always look at it. You remember the famous water incident. I do. And it was really, really interesting. I didn't want to facilitate that. Neither one of you men wanted to walk into it. And you, you're... Both men that I admire and I look up to and I love leading with. And I'm like, it would be a lot easier if we just left this alone.
0: They did the nice thing and not the loving.
1: Yeah. Yep. That sucked. And we're going to move on with our lives. We'll wake up tomorrow and it'll be better. Mm -hmm. Nope. We sat down and we walked into the shit and that did a couple of things. Number one, it was safe. Number two, it gave everybody an opportunity. I didn't show up the way that I wanted to. And everybody got to take a look at, okay, yep, this is about, this part's about me. This part, I, I wish I could do different. This is something I wish I had back. Um, And again, man, I just go back to freedom. Playing the nice card will never, ever, ever get me where I want to be. I've exactly. got to get into the shit, man. Yeah. And it was so good to get into the shit with you men because I'm a different human because of it. I believe Same. our relationships are different because of it. Oh, I know for a fact. I know for Men's a fact that my relationship- You know with- that you can come to me. Yeah. You can come to me with anything mm-hmm. because of situations like that.
0: Exactly. And it strengthened my relationship with that other man in particular. And everybody was at that table. Um, I think that's a great place to kind of offer the, the parting shots on this. Nice doesn't look neat and tidy, and it doesn't look fun, and it doesn't feel fun, you know, or night you know, not being nice. doesn't look fun, I mm-hmm. should say. Make sure, you know, as men, I believe that we should be kind and loving, but fierce and who we battle for. You know, we talk about and the warrior. How we We've talked about the warrior. We talked about like the silver like the silver bat gorilla is kind of, you know, a spirit animal. I and mean, he's right here on my arm. Yeah. But you look at it like a normally looking, they're pretty they're pretty docile, right? They're pretty docile. They just walk through the jungle, but if the second somebody from the outside messes with their family or their Tribe, or what? I don't know what a group of gorillas is called. I should probably look that up. If somebody's <laughs> listening, knows, put it in the comments because I one. don't know. <laughs> I know well, but hey, Sawyer calls himself the baby silverback, so let's not forget that. So there's two of us at hey. least. But my my point is, it's an 800 pound ball of fury that'll rip your arms off to protect <laughs> what they love. So that's I I want a world where. Christian men are, especially in the church, men in general, but men, especially men in the church and Christian men are fierce and will fight for what they've been trusted with. And they have the love for other people to help them be better and improve their life too.
1: As you were talking, the word safe just came up over and over and over. A lot of times it feels like being the nice guy is safe. It is. I just no show up the way I'm, if I just show up the way I'm supposed to, all of this will go away. It will not. Nope. It will not until I'm willing to put my shit in front of me, keep it in front of me, be aware of it, and do the work that I know I have to do to get where I want to be and become the man that I know I was made to be. Nothing's going to change.
0: Nice guys don't win wars.
1: And that stuff is gnarly. So I believe that being safe takes exponentially less strength than being willing to be vulnerable and be authentic.
0: Absolutely. I don't I completely agree. Completely that's my agree.
1: shot right there, buddy. That's awesome. Um, that's <laughs> hey, great. as always everybody, thank you so much uh for listening, watching uh however you are consuming the podcast. We appreciate your support. Uh, Grateful for you and uh, everything you bring to us and the value that you provide. Would mean a bunch. uh, If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Uh, We're putting out podcasts on a regular basis, uh, exactly in this same realm. We are here to help men and women uh, feel safe in showing up in their vulnerability and their authenticity. If you want to catch us on the socials, uh, that would be at the Warrior and the Wolf podcast on that sweet, sweet Facebook and the Instagrams. We also have the website, uh, thewarriorandthewolf, uh, com. You can hit us up uh, via that sweet, sweet Gmail at thewarriorandthewolf at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, leave us a comment, as always. Let us know uh, what you thought of the podcast, what you think of the content, and if there's something that you want us to tackle, again, uh, if you have followed us for any length of time, you know that we are not afraid to <laughs> tackle any topic. So if there's something that you want to hear us uh, chat about, uh, please let us know. And, For those of you who are interested, we are working uh, feverishly to get uh, some young ladies on here so we can get a female's perspective as well as to what's going on in their world. Because Lisa with Ella Go, uh, one of our dear friends in New York, uh, absolutely shifted our mindset in that. And we know uh, that we can impact y'all as well. So I would would love to connect with any of you who could use uh, support in any way um aaron as always brother i'm grateful for you thank you so much i am mark i'm the wolf my man i'm the lawyer. love y'all we will see you at the next one take care